When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tiger Time. Fantastic to have your company. Gee, the Tigers are going well. They are ticking along beautifully. And so is this show. Jack Revolt absolutely flying. It's all thanks to Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience in the lead-up to Monday Night Footy between the Pies and the Suns. For the last time, I say hello and welcome, Jack Revolt. Good to have you on your own show. Very good to have you back, Jack Heverin. Very good to have you back. It wasn't the same without you last week, but it's, uh, <laughs> no, good to have you back on the airways. If it makes you feel any better, I did my uh, ISO, if you want to call it that, my 14 days or whatever. It's, it's pretty boring. There's not much that you can do. No, it's, uh, there isn't much you can do, is there? How did you go? Did you have to have a test? Two. Two. Yeah, one what at the start thoughts? and one at the end. It's um, it's not much fun. How many have you guys had to do? Have you had to subject yourself oh. to a few along the way? If I was to guesstimate how many tests I've had, I would say would be in the forties. Really, the forties. I think we're sort of three a week here, and we had a few, obviously prior to the season getting back up and going. So it's been um, it doesn't get any easier. Put it that way, it doesn't get any easier or more or any more uncomfortable. I was going to ask you whether they get easy, but it doesn't sound like they do. You can join no. Jack across the hour, one 736 736 on the phone and also on the text, 0433 98 11 16. Now, this is our final show of the season. It is. It is. It is our final show of the season. We're not going to go through finals because my family's getting up here tomorrow, so I'm deciding that I'm going to have a bit more family time. and. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's I'm, I'm excited about that. But it is a little bit sad. That's the final final episode of Tiger Time for season 2020. It's been a a, a really good little journey. I think we've uh, we've got the show up and going, and it's been exciting. It's well, it's been interesting. I can put it that way. I was going to say when you when you pushed go on this and said, yeah, I really want to have a go at this. Did you did you necessarily think you'd have to deal with some of the other stuff along the way that you have? Baptism of fire is the <laughs> the, uh, the sentence that comes to mind when I think about what we've talked about over this journey. But I, I suppose the show's premise is to take the fans a little bit inside, uh, a little bit closer and a little bit um, further inside the club and the dealings of what it's been. And this, obviously, this year's been um, astronomically difficult and yeah. different to, to every other year that's been. So... Um, I think the feedback's been good and the journey's been good. We've got one show to go and a very important show tonight, Jack. We certainly do. Lots to get through. And considering this is the last show, this is the best chance and the last chance to join Jack. one 736 736 or you can send him a text on 0433 We'll talk about the Cats game in a moment. Just from a fan's perspective, you mentioned that it's, this show's been all about going into the hub and, and giving footy fans a bit of an insight, not just Richmond fans, but footy fans an insight 
into what it's like in the hub. You've been in there for a while now, and, and given where you sit on the ladder, you're going to be there until just about the end of the season. How do you avoid fatigue, or hub fatigue is probably the best way to describe it? Um, well, I think from day one, we've been pretty strong on guys developing a, a routine. Um, as simple as it sounds, like actually getting up and making your bed in the morning and having a tidy room and just, just habits that you would have at home. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's been the, the one thing for us and just get, and getting out and about as well. So going out to exercise, um, whether it be for a walk or I've been, been riding my bike up here a little bit with, with Lynchy and, um, and David Swallow as well from the Gold Coast Suns. So it's just actually getting out and about and, and, and being outside. And I mean, we've been very fortunate to come to, to Queensland and the weather's been and treated us really nicely. And, um, for us, we've been positive about getting getting guys out of the hub and, and going out to go and do some exercise outside of their football stuff to, to keep the mental state up and going as well. But I'm not going to lie, there's been challenges yeah. over the, the journey. Um, you can feel a bit stale sometimes and the days sort of merge into one. But I, I think the fact that there's been football, sort of the footy frenzies or the two football frenzies of have kept everyone on their toes because we really haven't had too much time to rest. We've sort of been on the hop most of the time. So the days have been filled in. Um, but now as we go back to a sort of a more normal program with the, the weekends being where most of the games are mainly going to be played, um, there will be downtime. But, um, I mean, it's finals is rolling around and there's nothing more exciting. Yeah. You know, for football and finals football. And you mentioned that your family are on the way up. So that's a, a nice little boost in the lead up to finals as well. Yeah, it is. I haven't seen my uh, my wife Carly and my daughter Poppy for uh, nearly twelve weeks. So it's been a while. Um, yeah, it's exciting. They get out at ten thirty tomorrow. So <laughs> this is my last night actually in the uh, hub here at KDV, um, where we're based out of. Um, yep. Most of our most of our single guys are here uh, and staff. It's been a, sort of our punt road away from home. Um, so I'll be moving into the Royal Pines. Oh, that's a, a nice little already, setup, Royal Pines. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I've already had a couple of because I moved most of my stuff over today in preparation, and I've already bumped into I think about seven other AFL players from other clubs and had awkward small chat in the elevators <laughs> there. So I've got another I've got another little period of time to look forward to that over the next uh, the next few few weeks. So. Uh, no, it's um, it's one thing that we don't have over here in the hub, but I'll um, I'll just have to get used to it. I think that might be one for the text if uh, if you want to send one to Jack. How does Jack start yeah, awkward small breakers. talk? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and also Royal Pines also plays into your hands because there's a, a nice little golf course there too. There's a couple of golf courses there actually. I haven't been able to get out though recently. I've been actually been riding my bike a little bit more than than getting out and playing golf. But um, no, we, we've we've had a we've had a big uptake of golfers here. No good ones. Um, but you'd be miles that, ahead of the rest of your boys, wouldn't you? Um, I've got I've got most of them covered by a fair <laughs> bit. But um, they've been donating balls because there's a lot of water around the Royal Pines golf courses. Um, Callaway actually sent me some balls up the other day. They sent me up of, of I think it was about. 24 dozen balls, and I don't know how many are left because I've given them out to the boys, and they're they're no good at golf. They've been hitting them left, right, and centre into the uh, into the water up here at Royal Pines. I've got a we've got a question off the text here. I don't have a name for this one, but someone wants to know who's the better cyclist out of you, Tommy Lynch, or anyone else. Um, I'm going to claim that one because um, <laughs> I've got Lynchy covered. Uh, right, okay, certainly at the moment he's a bit lame. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, I, I've got him covered. My cousin Nick is probably the best cyclist that uh, that I've ridden with. He he zooms around. But uh, 
No, we've been we've been avid avid watchers of the uh, Tour de France at the moment. Richie Port, uh, great Tasmanian, he's been riding in the uh, in the Tour de France. The only downside with Richie is he's a Carlton supporter. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it's uh, it's been good. I've been uh, it's been it's, it's been something that physically I've been able to get out and about, but mentally just um, just to go out and have sort of an hour and a half by yep. yourself cruising around's been good as well. Quinn's in Balaclava wants to have a chat to you, Jack. G'day, Quinn. G'day, Jack. How you going? Hey, Quinn. How you going? Very good, mate. I just wanted to say that cycling must be doing absolute wonders for you because you stuck it right up Mick Moldhouse <laughs> by kicking four and taking a few speckies <laughs> on the weekend. It was so good to see. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Now, it's been made... Uh, the comments I made post-game have probably been blown up a little bit. I was a bit of tongue-in-cheek with, with Mick, who wrote, uh, he wrote his annual article... Uh, I think probably two weeks, two week ends ago, Jack, writing me off, yeah. saying it was time to retire. Well, you've got to, yeah, when you get to a certain I, age, it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I've got a, I've, I actually have a, got a contract for next year, and I've had to take a pay cut this year, so I'm pretty keen on getting getting paid <laughs> next year. So, uh, no, it was a bit of bit of tongue and cheek, and I, um, I think I've got a fairly good grasp on the media game and how it's going at the moment. These yeah. articles crop up every now and then, and. Um, their their news for for a day, and then their fish and chip paper the next day. Do you care when you read something like that? You're pretty obviously confident in your own ability and where you sit within your team structure. But when something's written like that from someone who is as well credentialed as Mick Malthouse, do you care when you read it? Um, oh, I'd probably raise my eyebrows to it a little bit, but I mean, ultimately, and I know it's probably the most rolled out cliche of all time. You sort of just worry about. Well, I worry about how I'm going myself. Yeah. I've got a fairly good grasp on when I'm playing good footy. And, and good footy doesn't directly correlate with touches. And, and I'm looking forward to chatting about the Geelong game because one of the, um, I suppose, one of the talking points that's come out of it is that no Richmond player had 20 touches in the game. So yeah. um, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting way to evaluate your game. But, um, yeah, the coaches the coaches and my teammates sort of tell me how I'm going and I've got a pretty good feel of myself too. Just before we have a chat about the Geelong game, Greg from Blackburn wants to have a chat to you. Greg, come on in. Oh, Jack, I love you. So thanks for your program. I'm the Melbourne, I'm a Melbourne supporter, but my best games are Richmond and Melbourne. You know, me under the southern stand, standing there. And Ripper games. Um and your family coming tomorrow. I'm so pleased for you. People say that you guys have got it easy. You're missing your, you know, your, your beautiful daughter and your wife for 12 weeks. That's insane. And thirdly, I hope, um, we, I hope Melbourne get in the finals. But if we don't, um, I really want you guys to win. I, I think that would be an amazing effort because you're an amazing side. And Jack, you've brought a lot of joy to people. Huh. So there you go. Oh well, thank you very much for the call. It's um, it has been it actually has been tough. Sort of, I, I know there's uh, just from the personal aspect. I mean, obviously missing your family a fair bit, and, and I FaceTime the girls a fair bit. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to lie. That's been probably the most difficult thing out of everything. Other than that, we've been we've been really yeah. lucky with, with what we've got up here, and um, almost to the point where, like, I sometimes I feel a little bit embarrassed to be up here and actually going out and doing stuff when um, I speak to my my family back home and. And people back home in, in Victoria and see how rough it is down there at the moment. So, um, yeah, I suppose it is what it is, really. And, and tomorrow is going to be a very exciting day for me. Let's jump into the Geelong game. It was the Tigers 7-15-57. Too good for the Cats. Far too good in the end. 4-7-31. Spot in the top four now locked away with one round left in the home and away season. Here's how we heard it on SEN. Welcome, 
Richmond have blown a couple of chances. This one fell in the lap of Revolt, who's kicked a sensational goal. High ball inside the 50. Grimes came over the top of his own man, Bolter. Lynch lets fly from 50. Gave it a mighty <laughs> roost. The finest of kicks. Gave it to Martin, then to Graham. Over the top to Rioli. Late shot right to the square. It bounced past Plitzams. And Curvis pumps it into the pocket. Revolts. Arrives in the pack and takes the grab. And he is imposing himself as the one out forward. Ross to Castagna. Through the 50. Eyes the big sticks and lands the winner. Throws it back into play. And the Tigers get a big win that might give them a double chance, but it's come at a cost. It has come at a cost, and we'll talk about those very shortly. But to the game itself, Jack, Geelong, and I'm sure it would have come up in the analysis in the lead-up to the game, there's so much about controlling the tempo. They want it played their way. They, they like to retain a certain pace. You, on the other hand, absolutely love it. The, the, the way to be played is chaos, essentially, and just keep the ball moving forward. You must have been so pleased at the way that you were able to get the game in a way that you wanted it to be played. Yeah, I think it was um, Oh, credit to our guys. We, we played some some really good football. They're, they're a really good football side, Geelong, and they're very well coached and, and structured up. And, and our ability just to, to uh, I suppose, defend was, was the thing that, um, put us in front in the end, really. You sort of um, you look at the way the game was played. They still were able to generate some uncontested marks, but we were able to take away um, take away that strength uh, a little bit too. And then to to score off the back of that was was pretty important. You look, I only just realised then that we kicked 15 behinds. I think a few might have been rushed, so yep. probably still squandered a few opportunities. But um, yeah, I mean for us, it's um, it's a, a a big win, a very big win. And you say. The top four spots locked away, Jack. We're heading uh, heading to South Australia this week to play arguably one of the informed teams in the competition in Adelaide too. So it's a, another big week for the football club. They are going well. Off the text, 0433 98 11 16. This one, I think I love Dylan Grimes. Can you please let him know? <laughs> There's been a few similar texts coming through. Gee, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was. He was, um, he was probably 50-50 at the start of the week and we spoke about it on last week's show and whether he would get up to play, but... Um, the hamstring injury, I think it was more awareness than an actual injury. So yeah. he, um, yeah, he recovered well, and then obviously played fantastically well on the weekend. He, he just makes Noah Bolter a much better player as well. And you think of the likes of Vlosten as as well. That they just they walk taller with Dylan Grimes in the back line there, and a couple of hangers as well, which uh, yeah, which I'm looking up, forward. Yeah, now I'm looking forward to. We've got I think we've got an aviation expert on the show from Swinburne later on. Yeah. going to Going to ask him how a um, how a gangly, pasty white defender has the ability to jump on blokes' heads and take <laughs> hangers like that. So I still can't figure it out even after watching it on replay a couple of times. Uh, to the other end of the ground, you were seeing them really, really well. Four goals and, and it was just, I mean, it seemed as though, and I'm watching it from my couch, so you'll have a much better perspective, but it seemed as though there were times where, where you and Tom Lynch were working really well and that he almost recognised before he was injured, of course, that get out of the way a little bit and give you the space that you need because of the form you're in. <laughs> I'd like to think that's the, the <laughs> way it goes, Jack, but sometimes you just get lucky. And, and I, I was seeing them well. I kicked a, probably kicked three really good kicks and then I kicked one absolute horrible snap that went up in the air. Yeah, and what I was got, that? I still can't fathom how it went through the goals. <laughs> I was, uh, it was the biggest mung of all time, but it managed to float back through uh, and go for another one. So, no, it was... Um, 
Yeah, it's good. This is the thing with myself and Lynchy is that last year we, we might have played maybe 11 games together um, and started to develop that chemistry. And then it took us a while to sort of reconnect and get that chemistry back going um, this year. So we, we obviously have played sort of 15, 16 games together and now he's out with an injury. So... Um, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a work in progress for us. I think we'll continue to get better, and hopefully that can be through the back end of the finals. You would have heard in the call of our SEN call, Hutto said that it was a win, but it came at a cost. Um, Ivan Soldo and an ACL. It, it it looked like an injury. You're a tight knit group, but this one really hurt by the look of it. Yeah, it did. It's, um, those sort of season ending injuries are the twelve month injuries are the ones that um, can really have a, a the mental impact as well. So, look, with obviously this season being pushed back he more than likely will miss next year as well. So, yeah, yeah hit the group hard. I'll bet it did. And Tom Lynch as well, uh, an injury that from all reports and the club has sort of said that they're hoping at this stage it looks like maybe first week of finals. Is that what we're expecting? Uh, yeah, so he's, um, he's obviously had a hamstring injury. He hasn't had any history of hamstring injuries before. So um, I think, I think he, he'll, he'll be right to go. Um, he's bounced back pretty well. He's, I think he's going to run tomorrow, which is exciting just to get him back out on the track. Sort of similar progress as Dylan Grimes. That's good news. Very, very good news. So what does the forward structure look like? Um, you won a premiership with you being the sole forward. Is that is that something you'll look at again, or will there be a, a, a repurposing of someone? Um, oh, look, I think Marbiel Chow will probably play a, a pretty important role over over the weekend. Yep. Um, he's he. You just go like for like. I say like for like. Marbiel probably has a... Um, <laughs> Stronger ability to play in the ruck than myself and Lynchy, and has been playing good footy. So he'll he'll come in. I would have thought. Then after that too, it's probably just you've got to have a look and see which way you want to go. Do you? Um, I mean, Caddy's played good football forward as well, and 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 been able to play tall. Um, Edwards comes out of the hub tomorrow, so he'll train tomorrow, which is exciting. So you'd think that he'd come in. So there's some um, there's some decisions to be made, but. I think we, we've we've shown in the past and over the last three years is that we've got the ability to to play all different types of forwards and 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 we say tall and small, but guys like Castagna and Arts and Rioli um, certainly can can play well in the air as as they can in the ground. I've got spies everywhere, Jack, uh, and they include being uh, in the Sunshine State. And there was a, a scrimmage game on Saturday. It's been dubbed the Sean Grigg Cup. <laughs> But my understanding, yeah, exactly. But my understanding is that there was a pretty vocal person at said scrimmage game, <laughs> not offering advice to the opposition, not even offering advice to his own players, but that basically you spent most of this scrimmage match sledging Sean Grigg, who was the umpire. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, no, I went along just to, just the sole purpose of sledging Grigg. And I think myself and Dustin were were probably the the. Two instigators of that, but um, no, the Sean Grigg Cup, he dubbed it the Sean Grigg Cup himself because obviously he's down at Geelong and we spoke to him last week on the show and, and played at the Tigers, but we had a couple of Carlton fillings as well, um, so yeah, he fitted the uh, he fitted the um, the Cup very well. Um, one of the funny things out of, I say funny, but different things to come out of it is Cal Moore, who was let go by the club last year and oh, picked yeah. up by Carlton, ended up playing in... The Richmond team um, in Ivan Soldo's number twenty, who's his housemate. So <laughs> this is the wild world of season twenty twenty. It certainly is. It most certainly is. Before the break, Trout's in Woodhead and wants to have a chat to you, Jack. G'day, Trout. Hey, Trout. 
Hello, Tiger boys. Look, I love the show. Every Monday, every Monday I sit in the shed and doing some little jobs and uh, working on some stuff. Um, I'm very happy with the hunger at Front Road. But Jumpin' Jack, I've got to say one thing. Baker, mate, this guy is just he's so exciting it's to tough, watch. tough, isn't he? The 1% is... Like, <clears throat> like just the 1%. He doesn't get stats for him and all that sort of stuff. But it's just great to see. And, and he just runs. He picks the ball up. He'll go for a mark with courage. And he's just got a smile on his face. He's just unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's um, he is a... Well, I, saw, I spoke about this on Fox the other day, is that you sort of look at him and you think, oh, where would he play? Is he a back pocket, nugget yeah. little back pocket? But athletically, he's pretty gifted. But um, he's got the chip in terms of being able to play footy. Yeah, he, he can play anywhere. And he's tough. Um, he's amazing at ground level. Like That's one of his real strengths. And he's become a really good user and, and a pivotal part of that that back half, and, and I've, I've spoken about this before and spruiked him before. I, I think he probably is my favourite player at the football club, by the way. He, he goes about it, and he's unassuming, and he's just he just is one of those teammates that you love to play with, and I'm, I'm glad the fans are seeing it as well. Oh, they're definitely seeing it. His name comes in off the text every single week on this show. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to join Jack on the phone, and oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to send him a text. We've got a few of your texts parked that we'll get to a little bit later on. It's time. Tiger time with thanks to Swintopia. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. As always, great to have your company on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It is with thanks to Swintopia. Switch up the scenery. And discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Monday night footy, Collingwood and the Suns, no change. So both teams will go in as selected for that game at the Gabba. Before we go to your very next guest, Jack, let's jump inside Coach's Corner with thanks to Host Plus. They are proud superannuation partners of the Richmond Tigers. And in fact, we're going to make that as part of our Coach's Corner. And I think you've got yourself a very, very special guest ready to go. Am I right? Yes, thank you, Jack. We are up here in the hub and we are joined by the man, the myth, the mullet, the legend, <laughs> cult figure of the Richmond Football Club as a player and now a part of the coaching coaching staff and uh, the player development role, which I'm looking forward to chatting him to. Ivan Marich, welcome to Tiger Time, mate. Thanks, Jack. Pretty happy with that intro? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I good, like that. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, mate, you are, you are, you're an integral part of this group and um, you've transitioned from uh, being a player into a coach. Uh, but I want to take you back to your, your playing days. Um, and of course, you are our two-timing Tiger this, is, this week. So you fit, you fit this show very nicely. You're yeah. a coach and a two-timing Tiger. And we've had some coaches on already that have played at other clubs. But you started your career at the Adelaide Football Club, yep. but you were drafted to Adelaide from Calder. Yep. Is that that's correct? Yeah, that's correct. So what did football look like growing up for you? Because you're a Croatian family, you love your soccer. Yeah. Were you always into footy or was soccer your main sport growing up? Uh, yeah, we sort of um, didn't really like footy that much. We, we tended to visit um, you know, soccer games on the weekend as a family, so that's what we did, but yeah, sort of wasn't until we moved house um, in Keelow. I moved um, house across the road from the Keelow Footy Club, and then I sort of I started sneaking over and training and playing for Keelow Footy Club. And um, yeah, because my initially my dad didn't really want me to play. So well, your father 
Yeah. Ivan Senior. He's a Richmond supporter, though. So how would he not want you to play football for the Tigers? Oh, no. Yeah, he just like had this thing in his head. He didn't want me to play. But he, he actually loved Richmond because it was um, when he arrived in Australia from Croatia, they were you know, the top team. So yeah, he loves the Tigers. Now, you came across to, to the Tigers at the start of 2012 from, from the Adelaide Crows. Mm. What goes into making the decision to, to leave a football club? Was it down to the fact that you weren't getting a regular game or did you see something in Richmond that made you want to come along to Tigerland? Yeah, probably a bit of a um, combination of both. So definitely at the time I felt like I gave everything and um, the way the club probably saw me at the time, which this is Adelaide Crows, um, I just didn't think it was right for me to stay. And it was a really hard decision for me to make because I don't really like um, walking away from a team w- that I considered like sort of family. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose I saw a little change in Richmond, the way they were playing under Dimmer. Um, and then, uh, I probably shouldn't go into any more detail, but um, in terms of Richmond, but yeah, they just made me feel really wanted. And, um, you know, after the season, I went over and actually met with a leadership group and you were, you were there. That's so yeah. um, gave me a bit of a tour and just, um, yeah, it made me feel like, all right, well, this club actually wants me to play and they want me to do what I do. And that made it really easy. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's tough. but So it's fair to say that, like, my words of wisdom got you over the line. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just really wooed you into <laughs> yeah, the football club? Yeah, he sold, sold the story well. Well, you played for uh, for five years for the Tigers, or six years, including yeah. 2017. I, I want to, and you, you played some fantastic football over the journey. Um, you were a cult figure, and you still are a cult figure around this football yeah. club. The fans probably don't see you as much as they did when you were playing for the Tigers, but you hold a special um, a special part in in a lot of players' hearts. 2017, you didn't play a single senior game. But you played in a in a losing reserves grand final. Yeah. What, 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 when I when I talk about two thousand and seventeen, what sort of feelings and emotions and thoughts come come up to you? Um, probably the best way to describe it is just happy. Yeah. And why is that? Yeah, I just felt like um, in sixteen I was like, not even before sixteen I was like angry inside and. Um, Anyway, I felt like in 17, I started putting more energy into like Toby and Big Soldo and Hammer and during that year. And um, yeah, I just got more satisfaction out of that. And then um, when you see see them play well in the field and enjoy that feeling of playing well and playing good footy, yeah, it made me sort of happy to see them do that. And spending more time in the coach's box that year, was it a... uh did that? Had you always had a plan to transition into a coaching role, or did that start to open your eyes as though it was something that you you really enjoyed? You're saying you're getting the enjoyment out of seeing others succeed. Did that really open your eyes to, well, wow, maybe I do want to be a coach? Yeah, yep. I've sort of been thinking about it probably the last few years of my career, and I definitely let um, everyone at the club know that I was, you know, I wanted to do that, and I was doing a really good. Um, the next coach program run by David Whedon was um, doing that at the time as well. And, yeah, sitting in the coach's box, Dimmer allowed that to happen, which is, yeah, just a fantastic experience. And, um, 
Yeah, some of the games I sat through, like, you know, the final series was fantastic, but I think some of the best ones that I've learned from was, like, the St Kilda game, where they absolutely hammered us at Eddie Had, and um, we played Brisbane as well at Eddie Had maybe the following week. But, yeah, so they were the, probably the ones that I learned something from the most, yeah. I, I couldn't get away with this interview without asking you about the mullet. Um, <laughs> now, it started with a bet with Taylor Walker. Is that correct? Yep. Why did you get rid of it? Why, why do we not see the, the mullet on you anymore? Is it, is it the way of the coach that you can't have a mullet and only as a player? Because there's plenty getting around in the AFL at the moment. There's a few here as well. Yeah. Why did you sack the mullet? I don't know. Um, I think I was just sitting around and I was oh, I'm going to have a haircut and... Just wouldn't cut it off. That was it? Yeah, I didn't really think too much about it. Sucked I didn't want that. Make, yeah, I didn't really want to make too much of a song and dance about it. But, uh, yeah. Obviously, on the weekend, mate, um, uh, heartbreaking loss um, and injury to Ivan Soldo. Yeah. Um, now, you guys are cousins. Yep. And he was, you're basically the reason he was recruited to the club. So you've got yeah. an eye for talent as well as not only coaching it. Yeah. Uh, how's he feeling? At the moment, it's obviously a devastating injury, and 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 it was pretty traumatic to see on TV uh, the initial injury, injury, and then the follow-up with that, just trying to get off the ground, was pretty yeah. gruesome. And um, I know that it's cut a few people deep up here. You've spent a lot of time with him since, and a lot of time with him, obviously growing up. Yeah, how's it, how's he going at the moment? Yeah, he's he handles things pretty well. Like he, you know, he can't do anything about it right now. So he's just like, is what it is, and he's just getting his head around, you know, the long recovery. I think it will get he'll get challenged, you know, maybe in three months' time or you know six months' time when he's just running and not doing footy stuff and wants to compete and those sorts of things. But um, yeah, it was pretty not great watching that again. But um, yeah, and obviously there's the the physical side of it. You're his, you're his rock coach, but you're also the or half of the player development management team here. So yep. you, you, I mean, the mental welfare of the players is something that you're responsible for. Yeah. What does the process look like that for, say, someone like him? We've got Noah Cumberland as well, who's on the long-term injury list. Um, how, how, your role as the, as the player development manager, what does that look like from the mental side for, for those guys that do have long-term injuries? Yeah, it's um, something we've had a fair discussion about, especially after Noah doing his knee at training a few months ago. So um, we thought that with the reduced amount of training and football stuff that they would be doing, that they could, um, you know, do some more work in Noah's case, um, who's a stonemason. And with Soldo, he's, like, studying psychology, so he can, like, maybe pick up another subject doing that and then complete his training and rehab stuff in the morning and afternoon, a bit like a... um, you know, a local level footballer. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, as things progress with his, um, what he can do, he'll, yeah, uh, make that adjustment where he needs. Yeah. And uh, with Soldo going down, the, the load was sort of put onto the shoulders of Toby Nankervis, who in 2017 was the sole ruckman for the football club and yeah. had a bit part semi wingman ruckman, Sean Grigg, who we had on the show last week. <laughs> What does it look like going forward? Do you do you, do you think we'll revert back to 2017, or Marbio Charles shown plenty of signs this year as well that he's going to be an exciting player and already is an exciting player? Yeah. What's your what's your thought process in the rucks going forward, and, and how do you feel it's going to work best? Yeah, 
Well, I'll tell you what, well, I think we've got a lot more options this year compared to 2017, which is great for the team. Um, I, th I think Big Marbs has got to play. He's improved every year and improved again this year and uh, had a really good hit out in the practice game uh, the other day. So, um, But I think there's opportunities for other guys like, you know, we can throw um, Nathan Broad in the rack or Camden McIntosh. Um, and yeah, maybe yourself in there <laughs> if you want to go in there. I'll uh, uh, yeah. put your name up. Okay. If you want. <laughs> uh, I might have the week off this week. I think actually. No, so there is there's, there's, there's yeah. plenty of viable options there. Um, what does what does Marbior bring? We know what we know what Nankervis does, and, and the guys love playing with him. And he sort of reminds me a, a little bit of you in terms of slightly undersized ruckman, but just has the grit to to get in and get his knees dirty. Yep. And, it's, and it's a real strength of Toby. But Marbio was a ruckman. We see him uh, on the weekend. He had a fantastic game, kicks five goals. But he's a, he's different in the ruck, isn't he? He's something yep. that I suppose you look at uh, Nick Natanui, similar yep. type. He's got that ability to jump over the top of other rucks, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, for sure. He's um, unbelievably athletic. And I think um, both of them together can complement each other. You know, Marbs' strengths him getting the ball and he can um, run around and evade midfielders like a Shea Bolton and um, and then you know Nank will come in and um, hit bodies and give us second efforts and, and a lot of pressure on the ball which is um, good so I, it can really work well. Well continuing on the Croatian theme and somehow we continue to just draft your friends, your family. Um, Noel Bolter of course is a very good friend of the family of the the Mariches and the Soldos. Yeah. Uh, Richmond have just signed a, a new ruck, yeah. another ruck. We've, we've headed back to Croatia. Well, we've <laughs> headed to the University of Hawaii to pick yeah. up Mate Kalina. Now, give us the backstory. What's his relationship in this whole Croatian <laughs> sort of interlocked relationships that we do have down at Tigerland? Yeah, well, um, we know his family... Or I know his family from um, yeah way back growing up and all that, but he's actually his mum is a bolter, so his mum is uh, yeah his mum is a bolter and her brother is Noah's dad, so, so he's, yeah they're, so cousins. they're cousins, yeah they're cousins, so so Noah's auntie is Marte's mum, yep, radio now. What can we expect of him? Because I, I look at the and I know I've met Marte a couple of times and he's a yep. fantastic person and a, and a lovely guy. He is ridiculously tall. <laughs> you've seen you've seen him a little bit. Now he played some junior football, I think, at yep. Calder as well. Is that right? Yeah. What can the Tigers fans expect, or is it going to be similar to Soldo, a pretty long term process? Yeah, it's probably going to be a long term um, process with him. But I think the difference with him and Soldo is that he actually played a bit of footy when he was you know twelve, thirteen, um, whereas Soldo hadn't even played at all, kicked a ball or anything. So, um, but I think. He's a he's a fair workhorse, and I think that's a pretty good quality to have as a ruckman. So, um, yeah, keen to get him down and do some running and some weights. But yeah, he's pretty tall. I'm I'm a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to ask you this on air. Yeah. Is there any other Croatian six footers, six six sixes, sort of seven footers that maybe like? Have you got any more younger cousins that we can sort of get access to through the Category B rookies, or are you just sort of hiding them away and then when their time <laughs> comes, you have a chat to Blue Hartley and go, hey, look at this kid here? Yeah, there's a bit of a breeding ground down in the western suburbs of Melbourne, so I'm just keeping that close to my chest and um, 
Yeah, hopefully it works out good for the Richmond Footy Club. Well, the last question I want, and this is one that I've been posing to, uh, well, most of the guests that have been on uh, on Tiger Time yep. uh, that are involved in the hub up here, where at uh, the Elite Gold Coast, um, and I've been asking them survivor style who they would like to vote out of the hub. Now we've had oh. Jake Arts voted out. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a few others that we've. I think Camden might have been voted out as yep. well. Um, Yourself, you've you've got some great relationships up here, but they can start to wear thin after what eleven weeks now in the hub. Yeah, time to name and shame someone. Who's someone that you want to vote out of the hub? Now, they don't have to leave, but I just want you to maybe throw someone under the bus. Oh yeah, um, that's a really tough question because I'm very loyal. But um, just think of this person as the Adelaide Crows in 2011. You love them, but you just got to let them go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, maybe I'll go with... Um, oh, I like Patrick Nash. Um, he's the one that's been on the tip of a lot of people's tongues, and I'm surprised he hasn't been voted out yet. No, I think he's the swing vote getting through. I'm going to vote... I'm going to go Dusty, because he, um, he actually beat me in this uh, FIFA competition that we had going up here, so I'm, pr- I'm pretty flat about that. And, uh, yeah, I'm... I think he's playing tonight, in it? and I'm pretty shattered that I have to watch Wow. Him. Well, there you go. Dustin Martin <laughs> voted out of the Elite Gold Coast Hub, Jack. Uh, we have been joined by Ivan Marich. Ivan, thank you so much for joining us on Tiger Time. I'm going to throw back to you, Jack. There you go. The mullet man himself, Ivan Marich. He very rarely speaks. You've done an outstanding job. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Ivan. It's all thanks to Host Plus. We go with you. Still plenty more to come. Stick with it. You're listening to Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life, and it's brought closer to you. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Great supporters of Tiger Time are Swintopia. They are, of course, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you, Jack. Now, you mentioned earlier that Dylan Grimes is a high flyer, and we mentioned a couple of weeks back that he's got a bit of an interest in aviation. Well, we've got someone on tonight from Swinburne who has details of a night that other high flyers should be checking out. And Dr. Matthew Abatson from Swinburne Aviation has been good enough to join us here on Tiger Time. Dr. Abatson, thank you. Welcome. Hey, good evening. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for joining us, Doctor. Really appreciate uh, the partnership that we've had with Swinburne. And, uh, yes, as Jack mentioned off the top of the show, we've had, um, well, we've had some unusual high flyers over the weekend's game, so we thought, well, who better to get on than a Swinburne aviation academic? Now, every, even Swinburne's been caught up in the current COVID climate, um, Doctor, but uh, it's Swinburne Information Week this week, and given the current yeah. COVID situation, you're doing things a little bit differently. Can you explain how that's going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously everything's online this year, um, but we've got a whole host of events going on. So all week, it's Ask Me Anything Week. Uh, and you can basically put in live text chat, put in contact with one of our academics or one of our student ambassadors, ask them anything you want to know about any courses. Um, and then we've got uh, our Flying Start, well, specifically for me, I'm from the aviation program, so we've got our Flying Start campaign, which is on Thursday the 17th at 4 o'clock, where we'll be giving information on the flying program and the aviation degrees we do. Okay, and, and what's the, so anyone can ask any question they come in and do at your aviation information sessions. What's the question you get asked the most from, from the regular person when they hear that you're involved in, in aviation? 
<laughs> um, can I do it? I reckon it's uh, I, well. A lot of so like, can you really expensive. Of course you can. Of course you can. Absolutely, it's open to anybody, man. Um, there are a couple of things with. I think you've got to get a uh, obviously an aviation medical, but that for most people is not going to be a problem. And then yeah, the come and study a degree with us for three years, and by the end of it, you'd be ready to be a commercial pilot and go and fly the skies. Three years, that's all it takes to be a commercial pilot to fly the skies, Jackie boy. I yes. can think of a few people down here that want to be pilots, and I don't know whether I would trust them after three years. <laughs> Doc, do you want to give the Flying Start another bit of a plug? Because it is the uh, the part that you're involved in, um, and maybe just reel that one off again for us, can you? Yeah, sure, absolutely, I can do. In fact, we've had a few footballers come in in the past, actually. It's the sort of thing where you know you're working in the team, and it's uh, it's it's high pressure, you want to be cool under pressure, so it makes a, it makes a logical jump. But we are, yeah, we're going to be talking all about the, the industry, the aviation industry, and what it takes to get into it and to be a pilot on Thursday, the 17th of September at uh, 4 p.m. If you just go to the Swinburne website, swinburne.edu.au, click on the VTAC kit at the front, and there's a link to all the events. So it's a flying start. It's as easy as that. Swinburne Information Week. Register your interest at swinburne.edu.au and the aviation session of Flying Start is this Thursday, 4 to 5 p.m. Doctor, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure, guys. Have a nice night. We're going to come back and wrap it up. On the other side of this, it's Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's Open World Experience. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. For the final time this year, this is Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. The Pies and the Suns on Monday night footy in a few moments' time. That game will get underway at the Gabba. But, Jack, you yourself have got a very, very important game to finish off the regular season against Adelaide on Saturday. And uh, I've called the Crows a bit in the last few weeks. They're going okay. They're going really well, really well. They've put in some... um some good performances and, and, and got some, some cattle back over the last couple of weeks as well. So they're, um, yeah, I was looking at their back six the other day and bar sort of Jake Lever, it's pretty much the same back six from obviously that fairly successful year yeah. they had in 2017 and that grand final side that they put up. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a big game for us. They're, they're all worth four points and, and clearly... Um, you've only got to look at the ladder to know that we, we need to win this one. Now, a couple of big milestones. Number one, Damien Hardwick draws level with Tom Hafey this week for the most games as Richmond coach. Now, that you know the history of this this footy club as well as any. This will mean a fair bit, I'd imagine. Yeah, it will. It's um, obviously uh, Tommy Hafey's up there as the most revered, one of the most revered coaches, not just at Richmond, but... In uh, in the AFL, so um, for Damien to to draw clo- uh, draw next to him, uh, level with him is um, yeah, it's, it's something that he he will look back fondly on. I think it'll probably be lost on him a little bit, obviously with the importance of the game. But um, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic milestone for a very very good coach. And officially now you are an AFL life member. So congratulations on behalf of everyone <laughs> here. That's that's something that, that can never be taken away from you. How meaningful no. is that? Uh, it's it's pretty pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah last weekend knocked up. Um, well, they count uh, international rules games. They count uh, the bushfire appeal game. Yes. I think counted as well, and then a few of the JLT games, the ones that are um, sort of played in competition. So um, clocked up three hundred uh, all together. So it's it's pretty uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It means it means a lot to me as well. 
It certainly does. Now, a massive thanks, and I know you want to say a couple of thank yous, but a huge thanks to Swinburne University, being massive supporters of this show and help get it off the ground. The best of Swinburne life brought closer to you, Jack. They've been massive, and uh, I know you want to thank them personally. No, I do. I want to thank Swinburne. They're obviously the naming partner of the show, and um, I've really enjoyed the journey that they've taken us on. We've sort of seen a different part of... uh, of Swinburne and, and, and learnt a lot. I think Host Plus as well for, for obviously sponsoring our uh, coaches segment. We've been able to get some fantastic coaches on and, and obviously been able to hear from Dimmer as well in the post game. Uh, the guests that have come on the show, they've been, uh, they've been all different really and I've really enjoyed hearing different sides to them and the club to allow them to come on the show. You, Jack, thanks for coming and when you were sick, uh, <laughs> yes. it was good to have Sammy on. Mitch, couldn't have done it without you being a mad Richmond man. The journey's taken us of ups and downs. We've marvelled at new talent on the field, revelled in the coaching ranks, heard from some of the old two-timing Tigers, farewelled our mate, Tucky, and celebrated some Richmond victories. So my final thank you goes to the Tiger Army. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, this for the last time. This is Tiger Time for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne's life brought closer to you. Go, you mighty Tigers. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91